Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Earthlings, welcome to another trip around the solar system in the USS Corbin versus the world. I am your Capitano and hero, Corbin David Alba, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our very first week of August in the 2020 experience. The good news is that we are now well over the hump of this year that Joy forgot. The bad news is that the dog days of summer are rapidly approaching their end to be replaced by the turkey vultures of autumn. The school season is rapidly approaching, which means that every parent, teacher, and halfway comprehending child that you know is being gripped by an exponentially growing coronavirus-induced anxiety that is plaguing us like we turned down an old gypsy woman for a bank loan and she has cursed our soul to be ripped from the mortal plane and pulled down into the torment of the underworld at some point and we have no idea and I'm sorry guys I watched Drag Me to Hell for like the 10th time last night and that movie always just stays with me a little bit I can't help but apply it to current events sometimes I love the acting in that movie I love Drag Me to Hell in general homegirl that was in that movie what's her bucket Allison Lohman she was so damn good in that movie top tier modern scream queen stuff I really wish she had more of a career after that movie Maybe if she did, this could have all been avoided via the butterfly effect, not the movie, the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher, just the idea, the butterfly effect. So anyway, long story short, good job, Hollywood. This is all your fault. You didn't cast Alison Lohman in enough movies, and now we are all doomed to this hell. Anyway, good evening. Good afternoon. How are you? Are you good? That's great. I'm happy for you. I'm also good. I have had a hell of a couple of weeks. My sister got married last weekend. Usually I don't like to talk about real life personal Corbin things on this show other than my aversion for bugs, but I felt like it was necessary to mention because the resulting hangover from said wedding was so bad that it obliterated any hope of a show last week. And for that, I apologize to you, my adoring fans and listeners. Sometimes certain things have to be sacrificed for the special moments that define one's life. And sometimes a podcast host just needs an excuse to get piss-ass drunk and obliterate their responsibilities once in a while. So that happened. I officiated the wedding, which was really cool. Apparently, you can just do that in Colorado without any credentials. So uh, in that spirit... We have updated our NOCO FM Patreon to include a new $15 a month level perk, which contains the reward of me showing up at your wedding and marrying you. Well, well, not marrying you specifically. That isn't worded correctly, but officiating the act of marrying you to another person. As long as it's in Colorado or some other place that doesn't give a shit or you well, you are going to have to actually pay my airline ticket if it's not in Colorado. Uh, but that's kind of one of those hidden cost asterisk italics in the in the contract type deals. 
But yeah, I, I will perform the officiating act of marrying you for $15 a month on our Patreon. I, of course, can't actually marry you for $15 a month. That's silly. $25 a month might get you a civil partnership. But anyway, I, I have an agent and a manager for those types of things. Uh, we'll negotiate. Anyway, am I going to talk about anything real during this segment? Is anything real anymore? Does anything matter? Wilford Brimley died. That was a rough one. He's a person who is dead now. Thank you. Wilford Brimley will always be a treasured relic of uh, 90s and 2000s pop culture for me. We've all had that moment, you know, back in the Dizzy when we were in between reruns of Frasier and Seinfeld on TBS when all of a sudden red dead Wilford Brimley would charge in on his horse to proudly announce how he's beating the shit out of his diabetes with the help of Liberty Medical. And we would be so inspired by his words. And now his watch has ended and a new watchman must take his place. Now that we have lost Wilford, a new celebrity paladin must appear to fight the diabetic scourge, lest it ravage the land. Such is the way that the diabetes prophecy goes. So who becomes the new celebrity diabetes person? To aid in this search, I did a preemptive Googling for celebrities with diabetes, which just weaves another colorful thread into the tapestry of shame that is my Google search history. And my search yielded some very promising candidates. Tom Hanks, for instance. Obviously, Tom Hanks would be a huge get for the Anti-Diabetes Foundation. But Tom is a main event level celebrity. And I'm just trying to be real here. It's a top tier celebrity. Those are the ones that you send on the peace missions to the Middle East to get the hostages and to host the cancer telethons on CBS and stuff like that. Obviously, diabetes would not stand a chance against Tom Hanks. But I feel like putting Tom Hanks uh, against diabetes is like bringing a shotgun to a knife fight. We want to give diabetes a little bit of a fighting chance against the star power. Plus, technically, Tom Hanks was also the first major celebrity to get covid so technically, that's already his now, and I don't think he should really double-dip diseases. I don't think that that's very ethical of him. So to scale it back a bit, also this rules out Halle Berry for that reason. So we've got to scale it back a little bit. We can't have the top-tier celebrities. We've got a lot of celebrities out there to fight diseases. We can afford to delegate, okay? So, so this is why I'm being picky. If he wasn't hosting The Price is Right, I would want to give the gig to Drew Carey, since he's such a personable guy. Plus, I think it would be really funny to watch Drew Carey riding a horse. But like I said, he's got that regular daytime TV gig, and I wouldn't want to overload his plate. So it is my current professional working opinion that Randy Jackson, former judge of American Idol, not former very tall pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, would be the perfect fit for new Wilford Brimley, defender of diabetes. I think that Randy is starting to hit that kind of elder statesman place in pop culture, kind of like Wilford had. And I also think he would look really swell riding a horse. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Who cares? Tune time. Let's play some tunes. I'm going to open this episode with some optimistic hippity hop vibes. This is Crown by Chica. Oh, hands 
pencil. I scribbled a stanza as my hands are trembling. Great seven made heaven out of words. I began to build a world that only I inhabit. I got a habit of rapping about tragic shit. I think I'm just passionate. Trying to steer the way while in the dark. Hope I ain't crashing it. Now my little hobby turned to cash. Now thinking about who I be if I listen to doubt. Said I never do it. Well, look at me now. Young girl, oh dream, oh soul, oh dear. Plan B, plan well, good luck, no fear. Just wait and God will tell you when the time's near. But if I never jump, then I die here. Ain't no rock till you pick up speed. They think college is all you need. And I don't blame you brainwashing on you, G. It took me 19 years to finally start to believe. And that's me. Listen. I'ma make it in the rain or shine. All about my money, don't waste my time. Ain't nobody gonna bring me down. I'm all about my For the kids with depression The ones whose parental expectations got them stressing The ones who would rather persevere But they ass trying to make it Cause they ain't really living in the present They out here grinding, seeking perfect timing Tuning out the useless voices that discourage rhyming Get a real job, I don't argue with my destiny And if my choices don't affect you, why you testing me? And as of late, I've been asking God why he blessing me I could cry enough tears to feel the Chesapeake Hold it together, girl, you deserve the world And if no one else will say it Then I spit it to the mic in the studio when I land I play it when you discouraged I know chasing the impossible takes some courage And I can promise at the end of your journey When it's all said and done Won't nothing feel much better than hearing my nigga you won hey. I'ma make it in the rain or shine All about my money, don't waste my time Ain't nobody gonna bring me down I'm on the elevator I'm on to something great Ain't nobody gonna take my
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Chica, C H I K A L A based hip hop artist slash singer songwriter slash poet slash social media influencer slash itty slash 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 and her song Crown, which uh, finishes up her play excellent new EP called Industry Games. Next, we heard new jazzy R&B supergroup Dinner Party that is made up of jazzy space explorer Kamasi Washington, piano man Robert Glasper, producer Terrace Martin, and producer MC Ninth Wonder. That album is also called Dinner Party. Needless to say, it is fantastic. And finally, we had British artist Liana La Havas and her song Read My Mind off of her self-titled album that came out this year. So I name-dropped uh, Randy Jackson of the Arizona Diamondbacks earlier, which means I'm going to talk about some sports. Okay, let's go over the ground rules. You can't leave first until you chug a beer. Any man scoring has to chug a beer. You have to chug a beer at the top of all odd-numbered innings. Oh, and the fourth inning is the beer inning. Hey, I know how to play softball. Play ball! Baseball is back. Hooray! So is basketball, but I don't fuck with basketball very much. I only fuck with baseball, so that's what I'm talking about. But thank God, baseball is back. I cannot emphasize that enough. It has been a rough few sports-free months for your boy here. As you know, it is important for me that every so often I surrender my ego to dozens of men in colorful uniforms who are far more athletic than I could ever dream of. My pain is their pain. Their success is my success. And I have been starved of that dynamic, that symbiotic relationship for months. Even the audience sanitized versions of pro wrestling have not been able to serve as a methadone dose for my sick junkie habit. It got so bad that I got invested in the Marble Olympics on YouTube, which if you haven't seen it, for the love of God, just do yourself a favor and load that up in your YouTube queue. They are quite actually a series of marble sports, such as racing, rafting, diving, knockout, all sorts of sports performed on a number of elaborately constructed courses, and it's all done by one guy, one guy, one extremely autistic guy from the Netherlands built this entire competitive marble world out of Legos and connects with teams and official designs and all these, like I said, like crazy, elaborate Rube Goldberg machine courses. And it's just like the most amazing visual and audio thing to witness. And it's great white noise. If you just need like shit in the background while you're doing like your boring human work or just like something to watch actively. And Obviously, believe me when I say I got very invested in the Marble Olympics. I already have my favorite team. They're called Balls of Chaos. They rule, at least theoretically. Uh, they're not doing too hot this year, but I am confident that we can recover. I always root for the underdogs. The games are still ongoing, and you can catch them as they are updated on YouTube twice weekly. You will not be disappointed, so check those out. But I am talking about baseball. God damn it. I want to celebrate baseball being back or at least uh, back for a limited time, maybe. It didn't take baseball very long to return before several teams began, shocker of shockers, testing positive for that pesky coronavirus. One team in particular, the Miami Marlins, have had 18, 18 of their 30 players test positive. That's over half, for those of you who are really dumb. Uh, considering Florida is just a gigantic Petri dish for the virus, 
that should come as no big surprise that the Miami Marlins are heavily infected. What is coming as a surprise is the fact that Major League Baseball is continuing to confidently forge ahead in their quest to provide entertainment to the masses and profit margins to the greedy bastard owners who don't give a good goddamn about anyone's safety. To be fair, all baseball players have been given the opportunity to opt out of the season at any time, so if a player does deem it unsafe, they've bailed out. So that's just the understanding, and many players have taken advantage of that to their credit. And to be clear, I don't look down on any baseball players who are choosing to play right now. You know, it's not just their job. That's their livelihood. That's what a lot of them have spent their entire lives doing. And they probably had to so that they could get to the point of being, you know, major league ball players. It's a fundamental part of their life. It's no different than the thousands of actors and performers across the country who have lost their performance opportunities because of coronavirus. The difference is that Broadway doesn't have massive corporate sponsors and syndication on CBS, and no one shows up at Buffalo Wild Wings for 75-cent wing night to watch a production of In the Heights. So no one is trying to force Broadway or live theater back the way that they are sports. But athletes have to have felt the same void that actors or musicians or any other performers are still feeling So, you know, if they have that need to compete, they have that need to play, the need to do those things that they love, that need to do it, outweigh their own personal calculation of risk to themselves. I say, hey, go for it, whatever. Play the shit out of the season. You're putting yourself at risk for your primal need to compete and my own amusement. I respect that. That's cool. You go, Glenn Coco. What I don't respect is the Major League Baseball Players Union throwing a fit, saying they're responsible enough to not require living in a bubble like the NBA players, and then they promptly infect themselves to the point where multiple games are being suspended or postponed because teams are playing other teams who have too many players that broke quarantine and got either themselves or their teammates infected. And that's what's fucked up. That's not cool. Because let's be real, They're not going to put the genie back in the lamp. They're not going to stop the season. They're not going to suspend it. They're not going to, you know, we're not going back. We've already started. It's just like the school season. It it doesn't matter how many people get infected. They're going to keep the season train rolling because the alternative is millions of dollars and lost television revenue. No more egregious sin in America. The owners have already indicated that they have no intention of pulling the plug, even with an entire team functioning as a vector for the disease. So the season, theoretically, is just going to keep going until every team has been infected and sick to the point where they have had to bench their regular team, play their AAA team, then their AA team, then their single A team. And finally, by the time we finally get to the playoffs, it will be like a replacements level movie scenario where it's just like random guys off the street from Walmart and local little leagues from New York and Los Angeles playing each other in the World Series. But on the bright side, it will be the highlight of all of those 14-year-olds' lives before they inevitably also get sick. Anyway, that concludes this episode's dose of sports talk. Here's some hard rockin' tunes for you. This is Nashville duo Larkin Poe and their song, God Moves on the Water.
Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing Larkin Poe, great rock and blues duo out of Nashville, and their song God Moves on the Water. Next, we heard Heartless Mind by Margot Price off her tremendous new album, That's How Rumors Get Started. And finally, we had Eve Owen and her song Mother off her album, Don't Let the Ink Dry. So I just wanted to pop back in to dunk on the VMAs, which is one of my favorite annual traditions. That's the Video Music Awards that MTV gives out, don't you know? An event whose cultural relevance continues to fall on a negative exponential scale like a parachutist without arms. But the VMAs are undaunted. They've got a new strategy to bring the kids back. They're going to bring back the coveted Best Alternative Artist Award. As if we haven't already killed, resuscitated, crucified, resurrected, then nuked whatever definition indie rock has had in the last 20 years, it's about time that we resurrect another absolutely meaningless goddamn musical quote-unquote genre, just so they have an excuse to hand an award to the goddamn 1975, and you bet your stupid ass, of course they're nominated, of course the 1975 is nominated for Best Alternative Artist, along with such notable left-of-center artists like 21 Pilots, Machine Gun Kelly, Billie Eilish's brother Phineas, who's a thing, and here's the showstopper, All Time Low. All Time Low is back, baby! Dear Maria, count me motherfucking in. I am willing to ignore the blatant semantic sacrilege just to rejoice in the fact that yet another pop-punk stalwart has been resurrected into the mainstream once more. Congratulations, All Time Low. Your compatriots in Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, and I would say Paramore, but it's literally just Haley Williams now because she killed everyone else. Salute you. And, of course, I hauled ass to Spotify to check out that new album because I had no idea All Time Low had a new album out. And it rules and it slaps and brings back all the old feels. So you know what? I could sit and I could bitch about how dumb it is to bring back a genre award and do fuck all with it by nominating the same old boring top 40 stuff that you already do. But instead... In the spirit of positivity, I will rejoice in the fact that All Time Low is bouncing back into a career renaissance. All you old emo pop warriors, put on your skinny jeans and bump that new All Time Low album. Indulge your inner angsty child and care bear stare their way to VMA victory. Power of positive thinking. Break a window or two when you're dancing or thrashing. You're an adult. You can pay for it now. That's my public service announcement. Here's more tunes.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing a collaboration between La 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 and Baths, two artists that I've played previously on this show. That was a melancholy bit of experimental pop called Heaven, uh, in addition to a whole bunch of impronounceable symbols, because uh, that's how experimental music works, right? Next, we had No Joy and their genre hopping track four. And finally, we had Barty's Strange, B-A-R-T-E-E-S, Barty's Strange, and his song Mustang. Barty's Strange also had a whole series of singles where he covers songs by The National from their albums Alligator and Boxer, uh, which are two of my favorite albums since I'm a white guy on the cusp of his 30s. Uh, so Defo, check those out. Speaking of the National, Aaron Desner from the National has been making some waves, having a big hand in that new Taylor Swift album. Every Taylor Swift album release is its own event. I'm glad that we could be around to witness her progression into adult contemporary indie folk. Indie rock was able to get Haley Williams and Taylor Swift this year. Suck at mainstream pop music. I dare you to build a better robot pop star duo to face that tag team. Suck it, Ariana Grande. Anyway, at the risk of going off on more violent creative fantasies, I'm going to bring the show to a close. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Corbin vs. the World. I'm going to end us with some fun, pulsing dance tunes by Jesse Lanza, Nazca Lines, and that new track by Jamie XX. It's not that new. It's been out for like a month and a half, but I just love it so damn much. Uh, May it bring you pleasure and bops as you go about your days this week. Be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Corbin versus the world and on Twitter at Corbin D. Alba. Also give us a follow at NOCO FM to our favorite station and producer and tune in to our daily music stream curated by yours truly on our website at NOCO.FM. That's all I got for you this week, friendos. Enjoy the tunage. This is Lick in Heaven by Jesse Lanza. See you later, friendos. Appreciate ya.
has been a production of NOCO FM.